welcome to another Avatar episode of Zing This. You got me. <laughs> Perfectly squeaked chair zinger. And and Miali super got... sinusy. Why are we all doing things that have nothing to do with the episode <laughs> title? Eric I was gonna do something. I was gonna say and I'm the painted bird. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. It's just, there was a perfect chair squeak and everything, so so we're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it, much like we roll into Season 3, Book 3 of Avatar. Fire! So, Ellie will be leading this episode, since she has insisted because of multiple reasons, including... The final episode of this, of where we're going, because we're going from episode one to episode eight. The right. Yes, eight. The Puppet Master. So we will be going from there to there. So on that note, Ellie, want to start us off? I, I, actually, no, 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 no. We, I think we messed this up the last time. Starting now, who's our favorite characters through this arc? I mean, through this, this point that we Ooh. watched. Eric, I'm going to go to you first, since I think Ellie needs a moment. Yes. Mm, gosh. <laughs> this, is, this is hard this time around, because everyone has had had such a good good moments of shining. You know what? I am going to go, and we'll get to it more, but I really liked Sokka this time around, um, especially because of his his episode, which we'll get to with, with his sword, but we'll get to that later. But <laughs> I really thought Sokka came into to his own even more so this time around. All right, Ellie, do you want me to go or? Yeah. That sounded so blah. <clears throat> I'm uh, sorry. All right. Um, for me, I'm I'm gonna say Sokka as well. I I think it has heavy to do with Sokka's master. I think that that's a phenomenal episode. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I I, I think he has a moment. Uh, Toph has one of my favorite um. Things, though, where they... And we'll get to that, too. You know, we'll get to that. I'm not going to spoil that now. But those two, I think, have have have, have great on this. Once again, um, as I've described it in the past, I think we're on the tick, 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 tick up of the roller coaster for this. Yes. So, on that note, Ellie. Um. Gosh. This one is hard. Um. I think for these, yeah, I think for the first eight, I'm going to have to say um, Sokka, too. All right. Fair enough. And, and yeah, just because he does have some good moments in this. Now, now we all know, and we'll find out, uh, definitely someone else has some amazing moments. Um, very, very end of the eight episodes. God dang it. But, um, for, yes, for, for the majority overall, I, I really did enjoy Sokka though. So, yeah. All right. So I think we're all not team Avatar this time. We're all team Sokka for this set of episodes. Yay. Yes. So on that note, Ellie, Eric, <clears throat> are you ready to get into these let's, episodes? Let's do it. Yes. All right. Ellie. Let's go. Episode one of season three. Overall, episode 41, The Awakening. <laughs> so, um... Episode 41 by, um... 
Yeah, I was going to say, it depends on who is... uh, By Wikipedia, which is what I'm using for the outlines to have them in front of me. I don't have Netflix pulled up, but I'm sure it's a different number. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, what what did everyone think of that one? The the, the Awakening? Yes. Us flashing... Eric, I Canary in the coal mine, go ahead. So, I I love this. This is a great way to to kick off the um, three. Um, the thing that I keep coming back to with this episode was how damn good May Whitman's performance was. Like Katarag had so much emotion in her voice, just dealing with. Trying to help Aang, but also dealing with her father. Mm. Um, that was the thing that really stood out to me in this episode. Like, I, I thought it was a great episode, but her performance specifically, I, I like made note. I was like, I want to talk about this when, when we record because just her her performance has so much emotion in it, and um, I, I thought it was great. It was it, for me, it was the highlight of a very good episode to kick off the season. Uh, Ellie, do you have anything you want to add? No, you're to... fine. Go ahead. Okay. My, my, I know we'll probably just get into a quick synopsis of the episode done by Ellie. And, um, I, I also, I I really like, uh, Katara's performance in this and everything. Uh, I, I think one of the biggest moments for me that where, where it was, I mean, at at this point it was almost beating someone over the head with a, with, with, with a, with a book to get it across them. The whole thing where she like is yelling and complaining about what we think is Aang, but then her father goes, this is about me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that I think was a great like moment to show what she's going through and how she's like becoming her own and every, I mean, how, how she's developing because there is a lot of that stuff in this with Sokka pointing out stuff too later in the series and having a very emotional moment with Toph that I, I think was, was well, was something that, um, I know I use the analogy of seeds being planted, but seeds were planted earlier on of like how she had to step up early, how, um, guitar had to step up earlier in life and everything to be that to Sokka and everything. And that I think was that the seeds were planted here to grow into the later conversation we get. But, um, Ellie, you got an episode breakdown for us? Well, I mean, I don't think we really need to do that for every episode, um, but we can. Um, the one thing I did want to—I thought about after we were talking to—is uh, I did want to mention how I thought it was great that. Um, oh crap! I forgot about something. Go, oh, go you ahead. remember no, something? No, 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 I remembered something. But go ahead, because okay. you might say it. And I don't want to take the wind out of your air glider, if you were. So. I I kind of liked how they kind of put in another kind of um, little pin in how evil Azula is. Oh, uh, or do we do we need more pins than that literal pin cushion? <laughs> right, but I I love that like the whole you know she everything that she does that is in somewhat of a positive light is always an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the fact that she, you know, pointed out to the Fire Lord that, that he was the one, um, 
Zuko. Sorry, Zuko was the one that that killed the Avatar and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But and she did that because she doesn't believe that the Avatar was dead, and she knew that when that is that it's going to eat away at him. Well, no, not just that. She knows that if it comes out that he's not dead, then the failure is on Prince Zuko, not her. And that's one thing she points out is she was like, um, <laughs> well, he's dead, right? He's <laughs> dead, right? <laughs> it would be a shame if it finds out that he's not dead. And then there was that flash to like um, Katara talking about the healing water, which I think was a nice little... Yes. I mean... What if she had used it on him? Yeah. Yes. Um, that, that, there, there, there's a lot of what ifs there. Yes. Too. Um, so it's it's just basically, it's just um, kind of wrapping up from the end of season two to where we're going here. Um, we get a little bit more kind of insight of the internal struggle that Zuko is going through mm-hmm. with his his guilt about his uncle um, and his confliction of he just doesn't know where he's supposed to feel. And I like what we find out a little bit later on in the season, um, you know, with his some of the stuff he finds out. But yeah, that's that's basically we we see a little bit more of what's going on in his world back in the Fire Nation. Um, we get some more insight of, of Katara and what she's struggling with. So it's a lot of, as the you, title, you talked about Aang. as the title is named awakening, um, there's a lot of personal awakening going on with a lot of the different characters, but yes, go ahead and talk about your Aang. He can grow hair. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, I, I, I Loki really like Sokka in the Fire Nation armor. Yeah, it's it's just it's, it's it's a nice contrast. It's really cool. <laughs> Their Fire Nation like disguises are pretty cool. Yeah, um, which we'll get more into because that comes up more later. But Ang's whole thing of he doesn't want to get anyone involved and he wants to do it all by himself and everything. Well, I and mean, that whole realization of he has to have them with him was a nice little touch of you know. Because he goes off on his own, and he's like, you know what? No, I, I have to do it with them. And has it has the epic, you know, seeing the the spirits and riding a giant wave and doing epic stuff. And then, of course, the symbol the symbolizing of him destroying his glider, so that you know, emphasizing he's kind of accepting that for the moment I have to stay gone, right? For the and, good of everybody. Well, and that's yeah. the one reason he didn't want to stay dead at first is because he knows that he's considered a symbol of hope Mm -hmm. and he was like well what's going to happen no everyone's going to lose hope if they think i'm not alive anymore so yeah you you get a lot out of this episode so it is very cool it's a lot of setup we did even touch on um his iroh in this one because a lot of the iroh um Zuko stuff for me sort of bleeds together since i watched it like i think you see him in the prison yeah but not really doing anything yet. I, I, I think I remember. Not where, like you do later. <laughs> I think I remember where that happens. And I'm trying to make sure to keep a pin in there. Yeah. On on talking about that. But overall, a good welcome back. A good status quo. And a good kind of the gang. Obviously, there's other stuff going on in the world that we will touch on. Right. And moving forward to. So now we have the headband. I too like the movie Footloose. <laughs> 
I, it, is it not that? I mean, it's Footloose meets Spartacus. Yeah, I was like, yeah. kind of, yeah. Um, I like it though because you see where Aang is. Um, he doesn't have to be the Avatar to inspire. He really enjoys just going to school and and hanging out with people that want to do stuff with them. Because if you remember, in the first season, um, when he shows like a lot of his clips, is. Like, nobody wanted to play with him because he was the Avatar. That's not fair. He's yeah, right. And and so, <laughs> this is a situation where he actually, nobody knows who he is, so they actually want to play with him and want to do things with him. And it's a it's a good feeling for him. He, you know, he, he really enjoys that he can kind of experience that a little bit. So, I, it's cute how he... He's like, come on, one more day, one more day. Um, so they, when they get their, their new disguises, um, and they're not dressed up as like, you know, the Fire Nation troop kind of thing, um, they have to steal some clothes, and it's funny because Aang's like, I don't want to steal clothes, and they're like, okay. And then he picks a school uniform, which is classic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do love that, but it's it's really cute because... I love the scene where he gets in trouble, where he's um, he's doing a... We get a lot of, like, a, a superhero reference with um, Peter Parker. Because the scene at the playground where oh, yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. fight back and he's just kind of, like... He's, like, moving around and, and ducking and all that. It's very similar to when the bully tries to hit... Flash Thompson. Yes, Deathstroke from the DC Universe. But you know what I'm saying? Where, like, and Spider-Man just kind of gets out of the way. He doesn't really... He's not fighting back, but... Mm -hmm. So, um, he gets... He has to bring his parents to the school. Eric, did you happen to note what the parents' (laughs) names were? Because I had to... I I wanted to look them up because I know it is. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Also, yes. I, I I love um, Aang calling everyone Hotman. Is, 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 is it Hotman he calls everybody? Hotman. 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 Anyone? Anyway. I I don't remember what the oh, name is. Oh, I got it pulled up. Yes. Ellie, do you remember? I. Mister. Isn't it Mister Fire? Mister Mrs. Fire? Or, it or... is, but their first name. I can't remember what the first names are. Mister Wang Fire, <laughs> which isn't the good one. The good one is Mrs. Sapphire Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Very believable. Uh, Very. Yes. Very believable names. Yes. So um, that was great. I yes. loved that part. I, as as much as no offense, if there's a weak episode out of this batch, um, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna double check because I'm I'm gonna put a vote out for me real quick. Um, this uh, one... There's a couple. You think there's a couple week episodes? Yes. Oh, <gasps> Ellie. But the really awesome ones make up for it, though, so I'm okay. If Okay, if, if I'm saying there, there's a weak point in a season, it's definitely the headband, because it's just foot, Footloose, in my opinion. It's, it's Footloose and um, Zuko losing his mind slowly. <laughs> but well. we also get the introduction of... A very interesting firebender. Yes. Which. But I do love the dance party. It's. It's pretty fun. It's I liked really. It. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to see. 
um, Aang kind of shows them oh, how right. to be kids, like, you know, because they're so structured and they're so, we can't do this, can't do that, can't dance, that's not allowed, what are you talking about? And what's cool is, like, they're actually, Aang and Katara do a actual traditional fire nation dance, mm-hmm. and it was great the way they brought in the actual Fire Nation culture um, that these kids weren't even really allowed to do or aware of. Um, and I thought that was a nice touch and they enjoyed themselves. And I think it was kind of a moment where it was showing that once again, not all Fire Nation are bad, you know, and, and I, I don't know. It, it had a nice... I liked the dance part. I thought it had a nice touch to it. Um, actually, I, I, I liked it for that, too. I like I like when we get to see the Fire Nation and they not so, oh, they're all bad guys. Right. Kind of I like seeing them be bad guys in the school systems where they were like, yeah, they defeated the, the, the Air Nation army. And Aang's like, uh, the Air Nation didn't... Like, I liked... Like, because he lived it. So right. he knows, and we know as fans of the series that this is propaganda, but it, it was... It was a nice touch to have that in there. So that was... And, and, and an episode I'm going to say is probably weakest point for me. Going to give that to it. For, 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 the, for the eight episodes, I'm saying weak point. I'm putting it here for me personally. Ellie's going to put it somewhere that's going to make me angry. I can't wait. Um, moving on to... So, but at the end of this episode, we see Cyclops Man. Wait, I just said that. I'm like, he hired an assassin. But you had to say a little bit more about him. Why not? And that's not even the right name. It's Combustion Man. It's it's boo. It's Sparky Sparky Boom Boom. Sparky Sparky Boom. That's right. The best name ever. Yes. Yes. Uh, but we'll get to because we haven't seen what he can do yet. True. We just see him formidably standing there and staring. Yes. With all three eyes. He's good at it. Yes, Tien is really good at it. He's... I was just about to make a Tien reference. Ah, beat him to it. <laughs> And he, he is, um, he's very scary looking. Yes, and he's even scarier when we move on to, I don't think he's even in this episode, but the but Painted Lady. Yes, the Painted Lady, after what Eric named himself this week. The Painted yeah. Lady. Yeah. I just got this image of Eric being painted like uh, Katara was. Oh. Is he wearing the flowing white <laughs> yes. robes too? Well, I mean, he wears those anyway, so oh. it, it, it yeah. he's just got paint on now. Um, Ellie, if you would. All right, so we're um we're traveling along as a gang, right? We're kind of moving along the the count the country there, and uh, come across a a little village that's a little gray, not much life there, dirty muddy waters for a, a poor little fishing village. Um, and we kind of noticed that maybe not everything is, uh, going so well. No. So, uh, so the gang is, um, kind of walking around the downtown. Notice that a fun little old man is lots of different people, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and what's the best is I... Love the way Aang takes it, like, so seriously. And he's like, 
Uh, not Aang, sorry. Um, so- isn't it Sokka? The one's like, wait, weren't you just, or was it Aang? It's, it's, it's Aang. It is Aang, yes. So Aang's like, weren't you just such and such? And then he was like, no, that's my brother. And then, you know, then he shows up <laughs> as another person in the town. And so it's just, um, it's really cute. But they find out that there is the uh, village spirits that kind of, is keeping an eye and watching over them, the Painted Lady. Would you like to to talk about the Painted Lady, Eric? Painted Lady is the spirit who oversees the town, and she comes in their times of need, and all of a sudden, hey, she's making everyone better. They pray to her, and they get better. The sick people are better in this village, and uh, she's just happened to have appeared right as these, uh, these uh, Team Avatar people have, have appeared. <laughs> I wonder why. Dun dun dun. This this all sounds like a crap quest in D and D. By the way, <laughs> really does. Like it's like there, there's a painted lady of our village that you have to encounter, and this that. Oh, sorry, I've been playing D and D recently, so maybe that's why it's just floating in my mind. Of like you wander into a town, roll dice for perception. Oh, there's a yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah just 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 screaming that. But anyway, anyway, it definitely sounds like a side quest in an RPG. Yes. It, side quest episode. Yes. 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 This this is a side quest episode. Not necessary, but does get does give some experience boost and we also get the duration of the eclipse mentioned during this episode too. <laughs> so so there, bigger bigger lore building um in this. So And and I love I I like the way um you see, like, Aang underneath the boards, and he's doing the air stuff, and mm-hmm. um, I, I like the angles that they did with that, and uh, she looked really cool, like, coming across the water. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, it had some really cool shots and images in this episode. Uh, also, if I remember correctly, if you watch Toph during all the, during the episodes when they're on, like, the docks and stuff, she's holding somebody's hand the whole time. Because awesome. she can't see. Because there's nothing for her to... There's no solid ground for her to stand on, so she can't technically see. Right. So, I think that's there. I'm trying to remember, because I thought it was something I saw pointed out, but I didn't, like, watch every second. But I think I'm remembering, you do see her... Like, she's holding Aang or Sokka's hand every now and then, to, so that she can actually do that. And that's a nice little touch there. Right. Of the fact that they're sticking to that lore of she can't technically see through wood and i i um i liked the the rampage at the factory the fire nation factory Mm. that was really fun um and and we do get to see the actual spirit at the end of the episode as well yeah yes that was that was actually a nice little touch because at first like at first it was one of those things where like they animated her enough that you were like you don't realize it's it's katara but then once you see you're like oh Yes, it's Katara, but then then once you actually realize that it is, I mean, it's not out of the realm to see a spirit in the show, but the fact that it's not just like some crazy folklore, like it's an actual spirit. And I like how, how she thanked her at the end. Like, I, I thought that was a nice touch. I know we're getting, you know what? I, I was thinking this and, and this just confirmed it. Um, I know we are getting close to Halloween time uh-huh. in, in the time we are recording this. Maybe not the time you're listening to it, dear listener. I don't know when you listen to this, but... 
Anyways, the episode actually debuted in October, so very on brand for a a spooky ghost story. Yeah. Like, it's, this reminds me of, like, one of those, like, stories from, like, I guess Goosebumps or something like that, where it's, you think it's somebody else doing it, like, it's like, oh, it was this person the whole time, but then there actually is something paranoid, paranormal (laughs) going on behind the scenes, like, I, I, I like that little touch. And, like, she doesn't mention anything. Plus, I mean, that's not something that's out of this world in the realm of Avatar, too. So, um, Ellie, where does this episode go for you? Where does it go for me? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see what, what, oh. you're, what you're being like, low point. <clears throat> no, I like this episode. Eric? I liked it, too. That was great. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm, I'm waiting because I want to see where it happens. All right, moving on to, I think, the episode that some of us might talk the most about. Not Ellie. Ellie's saving her saving her time for later. Uh, episode four of season three, Sokka's Master. Ellie, if you would. Go ahead. Me? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, does this start out? Yeah, it, it starts out with a fire that they, that, that, that. That, that the Avatar gang have to put out. And of course, Sokka doesn't have anything to do, but keep track of Momo. Because, that, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the, um, the angle, like, oh, make sure Momo's okay. Which is like, no one's ever cared what happens to Momo Aww. before now. But, um, th- but they see, they, they save a town from destruction. And, um, as they're, you know, they save a town from destruction because the fire started because of a meteorite landing. Yep. And they're like, oh man, this is really neat and everything. And of course, um, soccer feels left out. So they go to fi- try to find him a new weapon and everything. And he feels left out. Why? Because he's not a bender. There you go. Yeah. He's not a cool bender person that can bend things. And, or isn't the avatar. And before we get too far into it, I love the moment at the beginning of the episode where they're just being kids and just laying on the ground and looking up at the stars and watching mm-hmm. the shooting stars. I thought that was a nice, cute little moment before chaos breaks out again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, also, I think we've been skipping out, and I'll mention it now. There's been the whole Iroh and um, Zuko going back and forth thing, too. Of well, like, Iroh's not really talking to him. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that because this is the episode where we find out what Iroh's been up to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll <Inject>. save that. Jacked. <laughs> I'll save not that. A, not being an old lazy bastard. <laughs> I, I was about to say, there is the episode in like season one where he where they chain him up and he's there and he's got his pop in and everything. And then there's this where he takes off and he's like... It was awesome. He's ripped and I'm like, man. Yes. What's my excuse? I'm, exactly. <laughs> I don't have one. So, um, so no, so, so, okay, there's, there, there, there's all of Iroh's development. Also, I like how he's messing with the guards, because they just think he's some yes. crazy, like, like, the clapping of him doing the push-ups is just, looks like him just clapping at the... It's perfect. It, it is so well done. I love it. Love it. Really great. Anyways, back to, back to Sokka's master stuff. So, so, um, they go to a weapon shop, we get... I, I swear I remember on a commentary I watched for this a long time ago that the way Aang is dressed, remember where, where he's dressed up in like the armor and all that over the top stuff? 
it was yeah. the people who did the shows like gag at like how they hate stuff like that how it's like less is more they hate all that over the top like armor on top of armor thing so it, it was really funny because looking at it it's got like the one arm is like an eyeball looking like <laughs> um soul caliber as the, like it, it is right. really funny and if that is me remembering correctly that that's just something that they just did not like the that kind of look and they made fun of it here with that it's a nice touch i'll try to look that up when someone else is talking about the episode but um they find out that there is a sword there that is made by a local sword master so Sokka goes to try to train with this master and seems to do everything wrong like while he's like presenting himself to this master and everything like that, but yet the the mas- the sword masters always like go on like he's like keep going like. I'm and when this. Sokka first goes to the door, he's like, "Good luck." He never trains anybody. Yes, because I think everyone took it like to like. I mean, Sokka took it seriously, but he also he was himself the whole time right. too. Mm-hmm. So. I, I really like that um, aspect of it. They, they, they of course, um, go through everything, and he, you know, learns through. Um... Oh, and, 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 and that's the other thing. Um, everyone points out they were trained by a master, and Sokka wants to be trained by a sword master. Um, as he gets trained by this guy, he has him, like, paint a, you know, has him look at this beautiful vista, and then turns him around and says, paint it. And Sokka paints it, but it's a rainbow. And he's like, there wasn't a rainbow. He goes, I wanted to add that. Right. Like it, it was it was nice because it Sokka was being his genuine self the entire time. Yeah. And it was a really great moment for that character. Not that he hasn't had good moments, but this one was one to where it really made me love the character more. And if you remember back to like season one first arc, we all were not super big fans of Sokka for the most part. Because he's just kind of annoying and he's there. Now it's like, I want to see him succeed. I want to see him be the leader. Like, be the, like, the best that he can be and everything. And it's, and it comes through with this whole thing. Um, They go and get the meat. Because he wants to, he's picking out, you know, what material he wants to use. And they, of course, bring the meteorite. And the sword master's, like, super into them making this sword out of this meteorite. They make it and everything, and then um, Sokka straight up admits to him that he's deceived him this whole time. Yeah, and but, I love that part. And um, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I love everyone's response to it, and then him and the Swordmaster have a duel. Yes. And Sokka's like, no, 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 don't help me. This is this is my fight. And just all the like different things that Sokka did to like try to give him an advantage, like, oh, you're trying to use, you know. My age as a disadvantage. I like, love the using the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, him, him even throwing dust in his like, like yep. him fighting, and like the swordmaster honoring him for it yep. and everything. And he he says like you know, swordsmanship and all this stuff is not something that's the Fire Nations. It's it's everyone. It's everybody's. And um, I, I really like that touch. I really like, you know, that he got this connection with him. 
And then in the end, we find out that there's kind of a vague link between Iroh getting in shape and this guy that he's a member of the White Lotus. Yes! And if you look back, there's a giant clue if you looked at the door at the beginning of the episode. So, uh, Eric, do you have anything to say about this? Why I take a quick look and see if I can find out anything else about this. By the way, just go um, by a picture of Jack Iroh. And, yeah, why, do, why don't I look like that? I uh, I love it's something I've thought of before while watching show is like you know I I like Sokka it was always like I, you know he's the one of the main group who's not any sort of bender and I thought about that and it's and it's sort of like how much can he do in certain circumstances and, and other times I'm like I bet he I wonder if he ever feels like oh I feel left out because I don't bend. And then this episode directly addresses that. So, and I think we've all been there before. We've been in a circumstance where we feel like we don't fit in with a group or we feel like we don't have anything to offer. And it's like, just because you may not have the skills that the people around you have, doesn't mean you don't have something to offer that can complement uh, that. So I, I just, I like that this addressed this question that I kind of had since almost the beginning. And, um, and did a really good job of it. And I and I just I loved the sword being made of the it was a good way to bring it full circle with the uh the meteorite. Uh plus plus weapons made from meteorites are just badass. Exactly. And I and I like that he makes the sword himself. Mm. Yeah. That's what I love too. The the one thing, and this wasn't <clears throat> even like this was if I had to nitpick, I like how the whole thing because I was like, how long have they been here? And it was like one day. <laughs> he had been doing this because I was like, I was like, it takes years to become a true. And of course, he's had experience with a sword already, but still, I thought it was just kind of funny. Like, I was like, how much time has passed? Cause they, they're, not, they're on a bit of a timetable. And then it was like, oh, they've been there a day. There's a lot <laughs> of cheating with time if you don't yeah. realize in this series. Like, there's a lot of ambiguous, like, just time jumps and time slowdowns that, you know what? As fans of this, I'm just gonna ignore it. But, but trust me, in another series, I will, I will shame on it for its, for its blatant use of. Uh, Damic will explode in five minutes. There, there's my <laughs> right. example. Um, I did see this. The armor that Aang uh, trivia stuff. Aren't the armor that Aang wore in a shop is inspired by early toy designs that were presented for Aang with armored suits. In addition, the left gauntlet on the armor is similar to the right gauntlet design of Soul Calibur's character, Nightmare. Did I say that earlier that I said it looks like something from Soul Calibur? Yes. Uh, called it. Um, so there's that. Also, fun continuity. We, we have some continuity stuff that is also pointed out in here. Um, Sokka's Swordmaster suggests that he uses the name Lee because it is a very common name while in the Fire Nation. Who remembers what Zuko's name was during book two that he went by? Was it Lee? It was Lee. Okay. Pointing out that it is a common name that he just went to that as his name. Um, Another thing is that um, the advice he is given is to imagine the sword as part of your body and everything, which is something similar to what he was told during the Warriors of Kyoshi episode. And Zuko mm. gives similar advice to Lee in Zuko alone. Um, Lee is in another character named Lee. Which I think is also a nod to the them going by Lee is probably the best thing to go by. So, uh, fun stuff from this episode. High point! 
Great episode. My yep. opinion. High yep. point. Great yep. episode. Yep. Eric's. Eric's. Eric. Agreed. High point. Okay. Agreed. Good. good. High point. High point. All right. It must uh, be in North Carolina because we're at high point. Oh, <laughs> geography reference. Uh, speaking of geography, we're going to the beach. The beach. And speaking of high point, now we're in the low point. <laughs> you yeah. cannot I'm, low I'm, point I'm, the beach I'm, episode. I'm going with the, I'm going with Ellie on this. Yeah. How do you low point the beach oh episode? Oh my god. As an anime fan, this is the one element that points to this being an anime. No. How dare? How dare? This is a ridiculous episode. I'm just going to say it is Snorfest, and every time I watch this season, I just want to get through this episode. This is... It's dumb, and it's just fan pandering in the worst. Um, Like, them playing volleyball was just ridiculous. Um, Yes, we all know... That Azula's a psycho. And... I mean, this, like, cemented that. Also, I, I I love the different artwork ending, like, freeze frame of all of them. Because that, that <laughs> it just pulled it up when I was pulling yes. up the stuff for the episode. That... Like, can, can, can we get that artwork up in here? Well, I mean, it is pretty funny, though. Um... Just, just <sighs> maze, like, how big that smile is. I guess the thing to me is it's like... We didn't really, I mean, it, it's, it was meant to be a awakening episode for all of them to kind of get a, a deeper dive into, you know, why they're all so effing messed up and, you know, that their kids too got struggling through normal kid things, but in a really messed up way, but it, we get it. Azula's yeah, messed I, up. It's just, and I don't, I don't know. And the whole like, yeah, and, and Ty Lee gets, um, you know, gets boys that like her because she's pretty and acts dumb. And it's just, I don't know. I when you get to the end of this episode, you're like, yeah, I really didn't learn anything new. <laughs> and yeah, I, but the twins point out that they're gonna learn something on the beach, and they do. Uh-huh. That apparently the twins used to be attractive. Well, when they take their robe off... And I, that, that is definitely that's not That's hilarious. It. It's really funny. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, and this whole, like, stupid love thing with May and um, Prince Zuku and... I, I, I don't know. I'm... Next for me. Next. If anybody else Eric, wants to do, talk. Eric, do you got anything else you want to say about this? Nah, I pretty much agree with everything Ellie said. I just, it wasn't that I didn't have some fun moments in it, but I was just, I was ready for it to be done. And it, it seemed to go on forever. I was yes. like, is this like a double length episode? I'm like, nope. It's just, just taking forever to get, <laughs> get done. I mean, and you do have the fight with Cyclops, man. Yeah. It's sparky, sparky, boom, boom. But the fight was even so That was like generic. the best part because it didn't involve all the, the melodrama on the beach. <laughs> right, but it was still to me, and maybe it's just my opinion, but the fight was even boring for me. Like, it was just kind of like, oh. I forgot he had a metal leg until Toph said something. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, oh, he, 
shot the thing out of his head and it exploded and they had to go find a new hiding place and then he shot this up and went to a new hiding it was just the fight was very generic for me I, I it wasn't that fun so sorry I'm sorry definitely my low point on this season bah, on you I mean it's it's character development for them and it's something to where I would have rather had it in this one episode than it drawn out over us distracting character other... development for who May, Tylee. No, but no, but that's my point. There Zuko wasn't to an extent. There wasn't any character development. They all just ended up being douchebags again at the end of the episode. There exactly. Was, there was no character development. Okay. There was no they, they didn't feel any growth. Background, yeah, exactly. Background reveal. There. Filler episode. There we go. That's what it was. In the worst way. Yeah. So go ahead justify all you want I, i'm not ju- i mean i'm not there and defend it like this this is not the hill i die on i just find this episode amusingly stupid it, oh it definitely fun. is yeah i i also when they're wrecking the house the the fate the animation they used on that guy's face where he's like biting his lip he's like oh oh my it's, god it's it's just a great freeze frame of just that like i Kudos to, to the animators for that. Also, as well, the freeze frame of all of them with the fire behind them. <laughs> um, also, in the fun facts for this episode, uh, as a continuity thing, um, Admiral Chan, who the person whose house gets destroyed, is the son of Admiral Chan, who is on vacation during the awakening episode remember they say that they're and they point out that he's on vacation during that time so it's a nice callback reference i guess we'll just move on then (laughs) from everyone's low point yes but mine i was gonna say but yours apparently Uh, i'm not saying it's a high point Speaking of high points, um, let's go into an episode that I mean takes up. If if the if the beach took a left turn in the story, this like takes a like pull the e brake left turn down a side street. <laughs> Not in a bad way, but just we. I feel like there was somewhere where they went. Hey, wait a second, we've got to get some exposition out real quick. Let's do an entire episode where it's double exposition. We have <laughs> the Avatar and the Fire Lord. Yeah. So, Eric, I'm going to put you in front for this one. What do you think of the reveal? We're, we're just going to get to the reveal now. I, I thought it was an interesting reveal. Like, I did not see it coming that he was going to be, that Zuko was going to be related to the previous Avatar. Mm. I thought that was kind of cool. I love it. I love the way it's set up. Yeah. I love the way Iroh reveals it, too, of he's like, you have mm-hmm. another grandfather. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> So, I, I think that's a great reveal. Ellie, you want to give us the the brief over on this one? Because, I mean, it's it's a weird... It's it's weirdly told, but it works so well in the episode, if that makes any sense. In my opinion, it works so well in the episode. Yes. Um, I mean, it's, it's basically the backstory of kind of the friendship of... How this war started. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, and how I... Um, Avatar Roku. Okay, do you want to just do it in your not voice? Not Avatar Firestick. 
Emily is very like the, the look on her face was like, you seriously have waited this long to use that dated reference? Oh wow, that was like worse than a dad joke. <sighs> Anyways, um, basically we no. get the. I need you to do it in the Roku voice. I don't even remember what voice I was using now. You said, Ah, <laughs> oh, Avatar Roku. I, Avatar Roku, have fa- failed you, Aang. It was my fault that this all began. And doing this voice makes me sound like Splinter and also... It <coughs> <coughs> tears up my throat. Ah. <coughs> <coughs> uh. Go ahead, Ellie. I'm 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 lost now for a minute. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, God, that, that, that's worse than me doing the Alex Jones impression. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes. So basically, you get some insight of of young, young Avatar Roku and and Fire Lord, Sozin. Yeah. Um, and kind of like. They were the best of friends. And, and the worst of enemies. They, they, were, they were the best of times. It was the blurst of times. times. Tale of Two Cities? Isn't that what that's from? Yes, but blurst of times was from The Simpsons. The Simpsons. I think it's Simpsons reference in there. Oh, yes, thank you, Eric. Uh, but yeah, basically, they are um, they're great pals, and you kind of see their, their rise to power in the different ways. Um, and they're very supportive of each other until, uh, Mr. Mr. Roku becomes the avatar and learns of kind of some, some crazy stuff that Lord Sozin wants to do, um, and start the war. And he is like, no, and he challenges them. That's quite an intense scene when uh, you, you skipped, you skipped him, him knowing Monk Yatsu though. Which I thought was a nice touch where Avid, where Aang's like, oh man, you, and it's like, yeah, some friendships transcend. Yes. Lifetimes. Um, Which but, I don't know how that works for us as humans, but whatever. But yeah, the, um, you know, they basically, he kind of gives them an ultimatum and he's like, don't do this. You know, I don't want to have to talk about this again, basically. Um, and... They don't talk for like, it was like 25, 25 years. years. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's quite emotional. I, I, I think I remember watching this, um, and just remembering how, ugh, how crazy it is that, you know, he's, he's laying in bed with his love of his life and they're just enjoying their golden years. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, that volcano happens and uh, the eruption happens and you think, oh, they've buried the, they've buried the past. He's going to help them. And then he basically turns on them. Um, and it's, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, he takes advantage of the kind of gases that are, leaking and and they're all around him um and he leaves them to basically suffer and choke and die you know up on that mountain um because he knows that he's he was the only one kind of standing in his way to be able to start this war um 
on a side note real quick, I do want to make sure to get this out there. Yeah. Uh, Eric, going to put you on the spot again. Did you catch who voiced, who voiced Sozin? Uh, I did not. Ron Perlman. Like, nice. the Ron Perlman. Like, from <laughs> Pacific Rim. Enemy at the Gates. The good Hellboy movie. And <laughs> who I saw at Comic-Con eight years ago yesterday. Nice! The memory oh. popped up on my timeline. Interesting. Does he look as terrifying in person as he does in movies? Yes. Oh, perfect. Also, I'm proud of myself that I got the Enemy at the Gates reference in there, because I guarantee you someone's now on, on Wikipedia looking that one up. So, also... No, wait, he wasn't in the Sonic movie. I'm thinking of what's his name. It's it's the other one. The one guy that does Nigel Thornberry. That's the one I'm thinking of. That was in the Sonic... Mm. The Sonic TV show. Not... Um... Sean Connery. Not Sean Connery. Because we had this discussion before in this show, and I'm not doing it again. So, um, Eric, thoughts on this episode? Since this is a big, I guess, information dump? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, no, I I liked it. I liked the the way that the story was being told, kind of back and forth, and we find out about just background and in, in the, the previous avatar and i like the whole you know with him he dies that's when ang is born and mm-hmm. um i i liked it i thought it was a nice way to give a little backstory um i could see why some people might think it was done kind of because it is just kind of like you said it's like the e-break is pulled it just kind of comes out of nowhere but I still think it's the best time to do it because if you do it too early i don't feel like the characters are at the right place to hear these stories um, and a lot yeah. of it wouldn't make sense. Uh, but at the same time, it's not the kind of story I feel like you can also like string out over multiple episodes or like little little tidbits here and there. Like I feel like this is probably the best way to do that. And I think they did a good job with it. I mean, it's it. I I, I just said because I mean the the beach is already kind of a diversion real quick, and this is an even more diversion. But I mean we. We're, we're, we're having to set up... A, there, there's a lot of pieces that they're having to move into place for what's to come at the... Because we are, of course... We are in the home stretch. We're not in the final, like, sprint, but we're in the home stretch towards, like, the, the series has an end and they are being given enough time to do that. Even though I feel like they wanted to do more, but they weren't able to. I, I know they wanted to do more with, um, with uh, Korra. Because I know that, and of course there's comics and stuff, and there's other stuff that's coming out that's been being announced and not announced and other stuff. So, right. But we're focusing on this show. So. Yes. Um, overall, like this episode, I liked its whole storyline, the whole betrayal stuff, though, too, of him just being like, you know, with, with you being gone, everything I could possibly, you know, everything I want is now. Yep. It's crazy. Available to me. It and hits it, hard, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and it's also a secret. And we get Jack Iro. No, that that was No. You don't see him jacked in this. He's just in his robe just sitting around. We don't get jacked Iro in this. We got that later. We'll get it again later later. Yes, later later. Yeah, Sorry. we'll get it later. Do we get it in this batch or is it later later? I think it's later later. Okay. 
Yes. Sorry, I'm trying to say something, but not spoil. I mean, right. obviously, Eric yes. knows we'll see more Viro. Right. <clears throat> like, I don't think we get him yet. So, I mean, we, we do see him in these episodes, like, all jacked up at one point. Yeah, well, I meant, like... Putting Eric, it to use. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I was like, Eric, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. There's a very obvious moment where he's jacking things up. Yes, you will know when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't need to lift a car to change the oil in it. He is lifting the car to chuck it at people. Yes, people, it's coming. Um, I feel like I was about to go into a wrestler announcer voice, and I stopped because we are going to talk about the, the runaway. runaway. Yes. Oh, man. Um, talk the- about an, a great opening to an episode. This one starts out slow for me. Well, no, it opens with uh, her. It's like, she's the one you're after. Well, yeah, but you knew that that was just a what set up. Yeah, come on. That's okay. For a kid, was it though? Mm. Okay. Ellie, if you would. So, yes, this is one of those where it's like, da, da, da. And then three days earlier kind of thing. So, (laughs) um. I just watched that episode of Rick and Morty where it's uh, the where it's the purging episode and it's like Oh my god. Dot 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 cut to two weeks ago when you were still alive. Every I time s- I hear that, like dot 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 I swear two. to God, every couple nights when I'm laying in bed and you have the Rick and Morty show playing, just I got it on random right now, so it's not even going in order. Well, I don't know, but it seems <laughs> like every time It's I'm, the same episodes. Uh, what is it? Uh, what do you got? Show us what oh, you got. <laughs> that is the dumbest episode ever. Where it's like the... But, oh, never mind. I was about to say, one of the backgrounds I have for my computer screen, th- this one's the Screaming Sun, but I do have one where it's got <laughs> one of those heads in it. It's it's a normal picture, but it's got that head in it. I like can't, in and old iced tea was water tea, and that, I just, I, oh my god, I love it. I care now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Okay, sorry for a quick cut into, um, Get Swifty. Oh my god, I love Rick and Morty. You know what, I'm gonna turn on that episode tonight. <laughs> yes. No, wait, I'm gonna try to time it to where I'm asleep, and by the time you come in, it will <laughs> be, be like, on. It's a kid. I swear in a week I've seen it, like, at least three times. At least. Eric anyway, Hall. the runaway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're love, running away from this episode. Love Rick and Morty. Anyway, um, so this is one where, like I said, it's uh, like a, holy crap, is Katara really, like, betraying Toph? And then three days later, uh, three days earlier. And then, so the gang has a little bit of fun of kind of using their their wonderful bending skills to to cheat the system, and um, they at first are doing the old shell game, and she can kind of feel Who's you know she? Toft. I okay. hope people know by now. Um, Toft can kind of feel the rock when they're moving it under whatever cup or if he's putting it up his sleeve or whatever. And she's like, well, she justifies it because she's like, well, I'm only doing it because they cheated first. But then we find out 
they're just going hog wild, <laughs> just coming up with all kinds of fun little scams. Um, and they, they end up getting pretty, um, pretty well off. They're getting quite a, quite a lot of loot. And, um, we see this fantastically drawn wonder, wanted poster of, of Toph. This is one of my favorite <laughs> jokes ever, <laughs> by the way. And, uh, yeah. Not the, not the painting of her. No, that's fine. So you can, I'm just doing the generic and then you can dive into yes. your moments. But, yeah, basically, um, Katara starting to be a little concerned about, you know, okay, you did it. We, we have plenty of money now. We... My bad. I hit the wrong button. I hit yep. the wrong button. Yep. I hit the wrong button. Okay. Apparently, it rings differently now. Thanks, iPhone updates. Okay. Um, so, apparently, um, Katara's getting a little little frustrated, and she's like, I, you know. Mama Katara. We, we, we got enough. We have enough now. You know, we're, we're good. I think we need to stop these scams. We're, it's going to bite us. Um, you know, we need to stop doing this. There's a big old argument between Toph and Katara. Um, and then in the end, um, we end up finding out that that was just a, um, a planned thing. But this is where the episode gets awesome. Um, the plan backfires, uh, of course, and... They end up getting thrown in a wonderful, wonderful twist. I love this. They end up getting um, thrown in a wooden jail. Yes. Um, because somebody set them up. Because Ricky, Ricky, mm -hmm. boom, boom. Sparky, sparky, boom, boom. <laughs> but we can officially call him Combustion yes, Man Yes, Combustion Man. Um, he knows who they are, and he knows what they can and can't do. So um, he kind of takes advantage, sets them up, um, puts out the bounty on purpose, uh, kind of lures them into this. And Katara, ever amazing as she is, developing some new fun secret weapons in the last couple episodes, is like... Set up for the next episode! Yes, exactly. Oh, sorry. That but cough came back from me doing Roku. They are um, like, oh my god, what are we going to do? There's no water. There's no metal. Like, what the heck? And Katara starts working out so that she can uh, build up quite a lot of sweat, apparently. And um, and use that sweat to waterbend their butts out of this wooden cage. Mm -hmm. um, so, it's it's pretty crazy. They end up forgiving each other. Kumbaya. You forgot that they added a new member to Team Avatar. Hockey. Oh, right. Hockey is in this episode. That's right. Um, but but anyway, I'll, I'll let the let you guys fill in some extra details. Oh, but I've, I've got some fun facts yes. on this episode, too, I want to bring um, up. But yeah, they end up kind of uh, making up at the end of the episode. Um, and... Um, and moving on, so go ahead. I found out something fun, and I'm going to flex some knowledge that I just learned. So okay. Don't everyone, don't think I'm being too proud about this. This is the first and only episode of the series to begin 
in mitz res. Does anyone know what that means? In what? In mids res. In the, in the in, middle of the episode. It is middle Latin for into the middle of things. Okay. Which it because the episode begins with us being in technically events that happen in the middle of the episode, it is a storytelling device used in certain things. This is the only time it's used in the series, but there's actually a term for it. Oh. Which I mean, it's it's basically I guess kind of vaguely like a deus ex machina if that makes oh. any sense to where it's like it's 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 a storytelling device i didn't know it had a name even though it's kind of blatantly obvious it has a name um we also i mean i i just wanted to point that out eric you're 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 more productive thoughts on the episode instead of me just being irritating i i liked uh katara swimming and hearing Toff and and um Baka talk about her and uh, showing how much they they really care about her and why they because they get they 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 were giving her a hard time about how she was always bossing them around and everything like that, but uh, it shows that they really do care about her. And I I thought that was a touching moment. It was I, I like that, and that, that's something I alluded to earlier on. Um, one of my favorite jokes in the series, and it's and it's a it's. I, I feel horrible for saying this, but I'm like, it's never really... She doesn't really care. So I'm like, it's it's amusing her response to it. Is Toph's blindness. Where they... Toph, have you seen this? Obviously I haven't. <laughs> Later on. Toph, <laughs> do you know what this is? Obviously I don't. What is up with you people? Like that, and then the... Them write them writing a note to Katara from Toph. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's like those jokes because there's a lot of them in the series, and I find all of them funny because they are they're never made at her expense. They're made at her benefit most of the time. Yeah. And I I love that they take that character and do that with it. It's just it's one of the funniest things in the world with with the whole like I. I'm assuming it's a piece of paper, but I can't see what's on it, obviously. So, um, no, I, I, I like this episode. This was a great growth episode. Also, a great fight with them in Combustion Man. Much uh, better than the one from the beach. All right, we will take it. Yes. Um, so, I will say... I mean... Ellie, we're, we're, out, we're at about an hour into this episode. I don't think we were trying to rush through it, but... I'm giving you a cap of 45 minutes. More. <laughs> what? To talk about the next episode. Actually, you know what? Eric. Eric. Just going to throw this out there. Just going to throw this out there. What's your opinion on this episode? So, I, I hinted, I think, in our last Avatar episode that I feel like I knew there was something called bloodbending. Uh, I didn't really know. I didn't really know what it was. I had some thoughts in my mind. I did not know that it was going to come into this into play this episode. Nor did I realize how it was going to come into play. My thought was either it was going to be some sort of fifth long lost bending art, or it was going to be more along the lines of like the iron and the blood, and it was going to be Toph who could do blood bending. 
not think it was going to be something that was going to fall on. That the would be cool, though. That's that's a, that's yeah. a super Magneto thing to do. <laughs> and that's what I thought. I was like, wow, they they totally ripped off uh, X Men if they if that's how they did it. Yeah, and, and a million other things. Because I know other things have done that too. But um... mm-hmm. so, Ellie, dearest Ellie, <laughs> yes. I I did not intentionally pick this as the final episode for this arc. It's just, I just kind of was mapping out like, oh, and it's just kind of happened. I was like, you know what? We could either end on, on the, the runaway. best episode. Yes, I We could can. either end on the runaway or start on, I mean, end on Puppet Master or start on Puppet Master. And I feel like, since I know how Ellie feels about this episode, ending on it would be better than us starting and her just sitting through the rest of the Joe going, yeah, these are whatever, whatever. Best episode already talked about, whatever. <laughs> so, this is awesome. Okay, I know we'll discuss vaguely the plot probably at some point, or you're just going to sit there and gush over how amazing this episode is. What is it about this episode? I, I'm asking, one, as a concerned husband... <laughs> Two I as wish a I could good, bend, yes. as a as a good interviewer and host of this show, but more concerned as your husband who lives with you. <laughs> what is it about this well, that speaks to you so much? So, I don't know. This is the episode where I was like, you know what, water bending is effing cool. People think that fire bending's where it's at and all that. No. Now, this episode... Airbending's broken, by the way. Well, this episode, to me, was like, damn. I remember watching this for the first time. My mouth was dropped. I was like, oh, my God. And the end of the episode where the old lady... Hama. ...basically forces Katara to do it... That's kind of where I was like, crap. I mean, they they went there. Like, she was all about her morals and like, I'm not going to do that. You can't force me. And Hama is, you know, she's getting up there in age. And she basically wants to make sure that this skill um, survives and keeps going forward. Even though in... Um, we do get it one other time in this series, and then we get it again in, um... Katara. I mean... Cora. Cora. Yes. Um, but I guess Oh, for... yeah, we do get it again. So I was like, when does it... Oh, yeah, okay, we right, get right, it one right, more time. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, she loses her crap. But anyway, for me... I know this is intended originally for a kid's show, but it ended up being, like, you know, obviously very popular with adults, too. I love that we get to see some more, like, kind of dark, um, dark sides of this power. Um, waterbending is kind of portrayed as, you know, such a hopeful, spirited, kind of, like, beautiful type of power with the bending. Mm-hmm. But then we see this. Um, and it's kind of obvious that it would be coming because we kind of hint at being able to use water 
in different things when we have the swamp episode where they can bend the water in the plants. So it wasn't a far stretch to kind of know that it was possible considering that everyone knows that, you know, water obviously is a lot in a human body. So, you know, clearly it's in there. But it was just the way the episode was done, I thought was amazing, um, you know, and I, this could have been a, a an October episode, honestly. Uh, actually, fun fact for this. Uh, was it? it? Uh, yes and no, if oh. that makes any sense. Uh, there's a weird premiere thing where it uh, premiered in the UK first. Okay. On October 25th. Okay. But in the US on November 9th. Oh, so, because, I mean, they start the episode with the kids sitting around the fire in a, in a you know, in, a, in the woods stories. and telling ghost stories. And then you hear Toph say, I hear people screaming. Beneath us. Yes. And I thought that was so cool. And they're like, oh, whatever, Toph. You're just trying to scare us. And the little old lady comes out of the woods. And then, you know, um... Sokka was like, there's something up with this crazy old lady. <laughs> you know, he, he, from the very beginning, you know, was like, something's not right. Um, I do love the story that you get of how she gets to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love that her and, and Katara have a, an immediate bond. And, you know, Katara's just wanting to learn more about their their culture and and more waterbenders and you know hearing that story and everything and it was it was interesting to see the behind the scenes of like how this lady was captured and it drove her to her survival instincts kicked in and basically she learned this this form of waterbending by practicing it on rats for years and then eventually did it on people. And just walked right out. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, this episode I thought was just amazing. Um, and I just, that final scene, I can, one thing that I think is cool before they get to that point is when Hobbit is starting to teach her other things before she gets into the bloodbending part. Mm-hmm. And they're in that field of flowers where she sucks the water out of the flowers, then they immediately die. That was kind of like before you even do the bloodbending, that you knew that this was a dark part of this power. That, you know, and she's like, oh, they're just flowers. Um, It just, I just can't say enough about how amazing this episode is. It's creepy. It's powerful. Um... It was really sad to see, like, the struggle that Katara went through when she was like, um, either my friends are going to die because they're going to kill each other. Uh, Ellie is at 35 minutes left. <laughs> or 45 minutes yeah, timer. They're going to kill each other or she was going to do this, be forced to use this power. And it really showed how crazy powerful Katara is. Mm-hmm. And And this old lady is like, Super, super crazy and old and his as a master, basically. And Katara, just from kind of watching her do a few Katara things. Katara is very good at picking up. That right, that's what I'm saying. She just watched her, like, just do it a few times and she was able to do it and break out of that hold, mm-hmm. which I thought was a, a testament to how strong she is. 
Now, to put Eric on the spot, did you recognize that voice at all? Sounded like Tress McNeil. Dang it! All right, I wasn't gonna play a game, but since you got who, I meant to look at the. I meant to. I meant the whole time. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's her. And then I missed it in the credits. And then I was like, yeah. I I, I was gonna start listing off different characters she's been in everything, but (laughs) yeah, it's 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 Tress McNeil. Of course, it's Tress McNeil. It's always Tress McNeil. Um, Mm -hmm. no, I mean it's it is a great episode. I mean, I don't have the deep desiring love for it that Ellie does. Per se. And I mean, oh, it's, yeah. It's good. Also, um, going back to D&D real quick, I just want to be creative with uh, stuff that you do in D&D because 100% sure if you could do water abilities, like, yeah, yeah, I want to suck the water out of the environment around me. If your DM's cool enough, they'd be like, ah, yeah, roll for it, I guess. So, no, I mean, it's in, 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 in the realm of Avatar the D&D game, <laughs> definitely unlock something here. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It sets up stuff in other series. It sets up something later on in this series. It is interesting. But something I realized through us discussing this, and I didn't really think about it till now, Aang's not really doing anything in this set of episodes. Minus, minus the Avatar and the Fire Lord. He's just kind of there. Even then, he was just being told a story for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Which... Is something interesting because I'm like, huh, Ang's not really getting that much develop. Oh, right, it's gonna be back ended. <laughs> so, so anyways, um, thought okay, I guess Canary in the Coal Mine moment. Eric, we have, oh, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine episodes left, and then the four part conclusion of the. Of with Sozin's comment, what are you looking forward to? What do you think we're gonna get? Like, what's gonna happen? Well, I'm looking forward to this finally happening. I'm looking forward to seeing if it's gonna happen as planned. What's gonna go wrong? Because clearly, it's not gonna just be like they're gonna waltz in and take advantage of this and bada bing, bada boom. Like, there, something's gonna happen. Uh, of course, we've got the the Iro uh, card to play <laughs> as well, and I am interested <laughs> to see what jacked and beefed up uh, Uncle Iroh does, because he was already awesome and powerful when he was a fat old man. That was a buff old man? Oh my god, I don't know what he's going to do, and I cannot wait to see it. The scariest people in the world. Buff old men? Yes. Oh. Frightening. Um, also, I mean, me, 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 me and Ellie are kind of hard to do with this game, because, I mean, we know it's coming yep. and everything. Right. I mean, we've... Tried not to hint at it too much. I mean, we kind of cheated a little bit in this one by being like, ha-ha, nudge, nudge, ha-ha. So um, I guess to conclude with this, we're just going to point out that we will be doing, of course, as I just said, the next um, eight episodes, which will be ending at the the Ember Island Players. So definitely ending on a high point for the next episode series. I mean, next sets of episodes. And then we'll, of course, be concluding with us doing the final episode discussing, of, of our series this on this, discussing uh, Sozin's Comet, the four-parter, and our overall look at the series. So we got two more Avatar episodes left of this. And, and Eric, I, I gotta ask you, it's, it's been a long journey for you with this. We've, we've, we've been slowly drip-feeding you these. Are, 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 are you enjoying the ride still? Like I am. I very much am. 
Um, when this episode ended, I was even like, uh, I so wanted to watch more, but I was like, nope. Well, don't worry. Don't we're we're, we're <laughs> getting, getting get back to it. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm very, I'm excited for us to end with the, em- with the Ember Island players. Cause I think that that's a fantastic episode to end on for one, the show to end on that before we get into the other stuff, but, um, definitely going to be interesting. I'm, I, I'm excited because, of course, we're going to get more on what Aang, what's going on with Aang. Because, as I said, it's really apparent now that I'm thinking about it. I'm like, he hasn't really done much, really. I mean, he's been there. But but a lot of times, if we've noticed, minus the first season, the second season, a lot of the beginning, not much going on with Aang to the end. A lot going on with Aang. Yep. So, it's getting everyone else's stuff done in the front of the season. So, they can focus on the last. Um... On a scale of one to ten, how crazy is uh, Azula right now, in your opinion, Eric? Uh, she's, she's, she. I, you know what? She's gonna go. I would say ten, but she's gonna go crazier. I, I can tell. I yeah. I I'm gonna go like I'm gonna go with like a nine right now, but I feel like she's gonna kick it up one more notch at least. I I think the craziest moment for her, aside from manipulating Zuka, was in the beach episode, <laughs> where she expressed her um. Her, like, oh, man, you know, it was very terrible that, you know, Mommy paid more attention to Zuko than me. But that didn't bother me at all. I'm fine. It's like, uh, 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 uh. It, it, it is it is that puppet, the, the one puppet where it's the monkey, where it's looking left, I mean, where, where it's looking back and forth, yeah. that meme. It was 100% that meme of everyone around her. So, um, Ellie, any, any final thoughts on this set of episodes before we sign off and join back in a month or so ish maybe the puppet master rules long live mothman oh yeah we're doing uh uh, trying to make these episodes timeless um (laughs) so we will be at mothman this weekend so if you are are listening to this episode when it comes out and you're going to the mothman festival in point pleasant west virginia keep an eye out for someone i don't know i might wear a zingness shirt I don't know. Look, look for somebody who looks like someone with this voice. Oh, <laughs> I guess. I, unless you're, unless you're Goobs from um, Secret Levels, because then I'd look like Otter. Apparently. <laughs> so, um, Eric, I guess we're gonna put you on the spot. What have you been playing, or what are you watching right now? I have been picked up in Splatoon Three. Playing a lot of Splatoon because that just came out last week. Um, been in, really enjoying that so far, and uh, and then as of this recording, right now it's the day before the new season starts in Fall Guys. So uh, when I was out of town, I took a little break from that. And the final event for the season, I just kind of found a little lackluster, so I've kind of taken a break. But tomorrow I will be back into that as well. So playing a lot of like online kind of competitive things, which is unusual for me right now. But you know what, I'm enjoying it. All right, I will give you, I will give you, ninety seconds. Um, let me let me get my watch in front of me, to tell us what you're most excited about about from Nintendo's most recent announcement and go. Uh, so I think first and foremost, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom is 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 huge for as little as they showed. During the direct, uh, I, I I'm stoked for it because we finally got a name and we got a release date of uh, May 12th. Uh, I mean, otherwise, like the direct yesterday, it was good, but it wasn't like it didn't. It wasn't my favorite direct. Um, 
but I think there's some other good stuff. The new Fireman looks good. Um, Octopath Traveler 2 looks amazing. I'm super excited for that. Um, Fin 4 looks kind of cool with the little teaser we got. That's really about it. I mean, there's a there's some other seconds. Cool stuff. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll, I'll yield back my time because... Uh, Okay, I just want to give you the option. I mean, I don't think it's, no offense to Nintendo, I don't think it's a full episode, and we got some new stuff, yeah. but other stuff going on, so I was like, hey, let me give Eric a minute before we forget about this for longer. Um, I, I guess as the final note, I mean, where we'll be at Mothman. Ellie, are you playing anything interesting right now? Not really. Okay. Anything you're looking forward to coming out? Not sure. Ah, anyways, uh, they did release a trailer for um, God of War, Ragnarok. Uh, gotta say I'm excited because I'm 100% sure we are getting Skulti and Hadi, who are the wolves that chase the sun and the moon, because you see one of them do it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's awesome. Anyways, I might be excited about um, Ragnarok, so we may need to get a PS5 sooner than later. But I have been playing Cold to the Lamb, and I do now have a um, member of my cult named Eric. And will hey. I make him suffer the same fate he made my character suffer? I don't know yet. Haven't been given the opportunity to to sacrifice him or anything. But I do. I am able to force my uh, cult members to eat grass, and it has no negative effects. So I'm the one with the other that. one, where where they could eat um, veins, they could eat. Uh, they could cannibalize, and they wouldn't have any ill effects. Mm, it was the way I went. Definitely a. Very interesting dichotomy of two people right now. Mm. 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 Lot to look into there. Um, but anyways, we'll be back next week with another nerdy topic. But in the meantime, if you want to find more from Eric, you can go to Eric Berg or Backlog Berg. And of course, you can find more from Zimmy's wherever you find a great podcast. So check that out. And uh, we'll be back next week with a probably nerdy Mothman-esque topic. So, on that note, stay nerdy. Why can't I never end these episodes? the show.